Hey, this is Jaron. You're listening to the Dangers of Christian Rock, or something like that podcast. This is Colton. Uh, we're happy to bring you another episode, and it starts right now. All right, and welcome back to another episode of the Dangers of Christian Rock, or something like that. Uh, we have a really special guest on today, and he is by far the most qualified to talk about Christian Rock that we've ever talk to um because he kind of played it and also his last name makes anything he plays that is rock christian rock which is amazing uh so we have steven christian uh he was the front man currently is the front man still of amberlin i know y'all are doing some live shows which is really dope uh doing that and he also has his band anchor and braille um steven if you'd like to introduce yourself say hello all that stuff yeah, thanks, Colton. Yeah, I'm just excited to be here. Um, this is a really cool experience for me just because I was inspired just about a week ago to, um, you know, the, how we got all connected was basically like someone asked me this really important question, and I thought it was so profound. They said, how can I add value to your life? And it was kind yeah. of one of the most meaningful questions I've ever heard. And so I would just put it up on Twitter. I usually just put anything, you know, it's some kind of word vomit for me up there. So I'm just like, hey, right. this is what I <laughs> This is what I'm thinking. It doesn't even, it just goes straight from my head to the, to Twitter. So that's kind of, um, that's where I was at in that moment. And I was like, Hey, how can I add value to your life? And then you, and then one of you guys hit me up and just like, be on my podcast. And I was like, well, that makes a lot of sense. I'm doing it. Like, let's go. So my manager was like, you sure you don't want to vet me to vet all these people that are hitting you back. I was like, Oh, let's just go. This is fun. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm stoked that you guys are like a legit podcast and this isn't like, I'm in my mom's basement. My, this is my first time doing a podcast. So let's go. You know, so <laughs> at least this is legit. I'm excited uh, to be here. So thanks, Colton and uh, Jared, for having me. Oh, man, thanks for being here. Um, so before we kind of kicked things off, we kind of talked about the flow, how we wanted to go through this. And um, man, I just wanted to kind of talk over the quick out al- or the albums real quick and uh, just kind of understand like the journey of sounds because it's changed so much from, from al- album to album. And so as I was first going through Felt, I was picking up stuff like some Dawes, Blind Pilot, and uh, even some like Ivan and Alyosha. What kind of influence did you influences were you having at that time with that album? Yeah, th- that album for me was 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 basically you know each record for me. I you know especially when it comes to Anchor and Braille, only when it comes to Anchor and Braille, I try to give different musicians a chance, different producers a chance. Um, also like. I'm just blatantly like, hey, this is what I'm listening to right now. Like, this is what I love. This is what I'm infatuated with. And a lot of that really just started because I wanted to get outside the confines of my own writing skills, my own writing habits. And so, for you know, with aspiring drummers, I tell them, like, if you're in rock music, go learn jazz. You know what I'm saying? If you're in, you know, if you're into, you know, you're an opera singer, go learn the Beatles. I mean, just basically, like, get out of the confines of yourself and expand your own writing style. And that's the that's kind of where Anchor and Braille came from. I wanted to write songs with depth and feeling, like hence right. the depth, you know, so that's so that's the name. But beyond that, I kind of wanted to just put myself into other bands, you know, just kind of basically pick myself up. Like, what if I fronted this band? So felt for me was was um was a lot of of Woody Gunthree, you know, oh, early, yeah. Bob Dylan. A lot, and especially Ryan Adams, you know, and obviously 
I don't know if you've listened through, but I think you would catch like moments of that, but like, you know, you wouldn't say like, oh, I could be completely ripped him off. But it was kind of my Ryan Adams phase where I was enamored by by all that he had done and accomplished instead of, right. you know, I wasn't trying to you know, write, you know, any, you know, gold or anything like that. I wasn't trying to rewrite his records, but that's where the inspiration came from. So, and then at that time, I was still kind of in between, I was St. Petersburg and Winter Haven where, I grew up, and so a dear friend of mine, Aaron Marsh, you know, I, I pitched him the idea, dude, you know, come help me write this. You know, I'm mean, not write it, but just help me record it, produce right. it. And then from there, you know, he was just like, dude, what if we use Lou from Gasoline uh, Heart and the Kick? And what if we use, you know, John Bucklew? And then we started to like assemble like this just awesome yeah. Central Florida band. And that's where kind of felt came from. And you obviously awesome. can tell with the production, you know, it's completely Aaron Marsh. You know what I mean? It's just it's right. 100%. So uh, that was the beauty uh, beauty of felt. That's awesome. I don't know if you saw it on Colton's face, but he had that uh, okay. that moment of realization of what Braille Anchor and Braille yeah. came from. It was oh, like yeah, the yeah. first time I found out where did City and Color, where, where did he get his name? It's just Dallas Green, and it's so simple. But I was just like, yeah, mind-blown. I was like, because that was a question I had. I was like, how'd you get the name? Because Stephen is not another language for Anchor. I know it's not, but <laughs> that's really cool, man. That's really yeah. cool. No, it was just kind of the, the you know the design of what I was going for, especially on that first record. Um, just Yeah, that's it. That's, that's awesome, dope. man. And so – Moving into the quiet place, you know, we're seeing kind of a real fast. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, go for it. I definitely want to give Aaron Marsh a do on felt. I mean, you know, I was going to call the entire project Stephen Christian and he was like, man, he's like, nobody wants to wear your name on their shirt. And he was right. He wasn't being insulted. But I and I see that now. Like, I mean, I would wear a band name. I don't want to wear john lewis on my shirt i mean it's, it's weird so <laughs> right so he definitely was the one who prompted me go get a band name you know especially at that time i was working with so many different musicians you know i want to i want to give them homage as well and then also he's the one who came up with the album title he was just like dude i just want something with feeling or it sounds like velvet so what about like feeling and velvet like you know, felt. And I was like, oh, dude, that's so great. And then Ben Harbin came along and he did this whole, like the first little vinyl we came out with, he, you know, did a felt board. And anyway, that's, so I just want to make sure everybody gets their, their dues on that record. Cause it was definitely a, a group project. Heck yeah. That's awesome. Love to hear that. Um, shout out to those guys, man. That's cool. Um, so kind of moving into, I know we've kind of got a little bit of a little bit of a time constraint. Uh, so I don't want to rush too much. I want to make sure that you have the time to say things that you need and would like to, um, but maybe moving into quiet place. Um, we're starting to see quiet kind life. of a shift in the sound. Is it quiet, quiet place or quiet, quiet life? life? It's, it's quiet life. Sorry, man. I am so sorry. I wrote my <laughs> notes wrong. Um, quiet life. We're starting to see some, uh, some shift in that sound. Does this kind of like, like larger sounds as far as like the kind of a dream pop almost. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm seeing like some beach house and some, some postal service type stuff and oh, very um, postal service feel to it. That's the way I was feeling the whole picking up like a little like, bit of. Yeah. New then, no, now I have had that on repeat 
just the past couple days. Just I've listened to it probably about 10, 15 times in the past two days. It's just stuck in my head. It's so it, it just, you know, it, it reminded me something about it, about like the district sleeps alone tonight, which is really just iconic song in my mind with that type of feel. And um, yeah, the, this album, it, it went from, you know, felt was very like calm and whimsical. And this felt again, you know, larger, very just, really cool yeah really cool stuff man that's awesome thank you guys so for that one that was that was very much inspired at that time i was living in nashville tennessee and so um you know i was there with a guy named micah talks and he produced this record he he really helped me out as far as getting a lot of great great studio musicians and uh, just some some friends that we made up in nashville and stuff like that so um, he, yeah, he would had a big influence. I mean, definitely beach house was in there. Um, for me, that was my, you know, Picasso had his blue period and I definitely had my national period where I just yeah, okay. banned the national. I just love how like everything was with the national records. You can hear, cause they're such a great production team as well. You can hear little like things happening in the background. And I want to make sure that you got a different experience listening in your car or if you're listening on headphones, you know, that's, you know, that's where I was at. And so a lot of those songs, even the quiet life was written when I was on a UK tour and we had a lot of downtime. And so lucky for me, there was an acoustic guitar um, on the road with us, as well as like, you know, I found one of those like mini keyboards that you could take. And, and so I was in the back lounge writing that. And I remember the night I was in London, England, and it was ironically raining and so, yeah, and so that's where I, that's where I wrote the song "Quiet Life." I'm still looking for quiet life, and it was just in that time of my life there was so much vying for my attention. You know, I had a family back home that I was leaving behind, and you know, and and uh, and and also just trying to like I had Anchor and Braille, and I had a record label at that time, and all this stuff was just like it just felt like it was like coming down on my shoulders. And, uh, and obviously Amberlynn. And so I was just trying to get a little reprieve from life. And so that's where that song came from. And I think that's also where the sound came from. I wanted to make it as calming as possible, you know, and obviously some of the songs were, you know, are, are definitely, you know, stuck in the minor chord and stuff like that minor chords. And it's a little, it's a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, inner, you know, like ah, just pull, but for the most part, what I was trying to accomplish on that record was just simply trying to make it where people were just like, okay, I can put this on. And I would attribute it a lot. I mean, a lot of it sounds like, you know, I had not discovered the war on drugs at that point, but, I, but I, when I listen back, that's as close to like the war on drugs sound as I've come to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so moving into uh, songs for the late night drive home, you know, we're starting to see more of a synthy type sound with almost like I, I'm almost attributing some like M83, some two door oh, cinema club, yeah, um, some Barcelona stuff like that. Yeah, um, is that kind of the stuff that you were listening to at that time and were heavily influenced with? Absolutely, man. You're about three for three right there. You know, that was they. You know, just I just appreciated minimalistic. You know, it takes a lot. People give a lot of grief to like Disney writers and Taylor Swift, but it takes a lot to drive, to write pop. People think it's right. so simple, it's so easy, but it's actually a craft. And so I was trying to take what I knew of pop music and make it a condensed form with pop 
sensibility as far as the music goes as, as well. You know, trying to narrow it down to a very minimalistic sound. You know, it's not like, bam, and triggers are happening all over the place. And it's like, wah, 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 like a wall of sound. I was trying to get it very much like, you know, to where, you know, to a minimalistic pop electronic sound. And so this guy named Ryan Bernal was the producer. And it was the first time uh, outside of Amberlynn that I've ever co-written a record. And so he wrote all the music and I wrote obviously all the melodies and, and lyrics. And it was the first time I didn't write the music. Like first two records was a hundred percent me, you know, I mean the whole thing all the way through. This was the first time I was like, okay, you clearly have a sound and a style. And I love that style because he was making and creating electronic music, but with no lyrics and nothing, anything like that. Right. So, um, that was definitely one, one last band that I would put on your list would be Tycho. Tycho to me Tycho is phenomenal. Yeah. huge. I mean, you know how Spotify last year, I think it was last year they did like, you know, top, you know, all time listener of this band. Mine was Tycho by like a mile and a half. And I so it. always was like, man, what if, what would it sound like if Tycho got a lead singer? It's a very, again, minimalistic electronic sound. What if Tycho got a lead singer? That's what I presented to Ryan Bernal. I said, you know, create that. And so that's what, you know, that's kind of what he created with that, with that. And Watch You Burn was such an incredible song for me. Like I just, I loved it all the way through. Um, and um, so, and then one, the only other song that Ryan did not create was, was me and a guy named Joey Belleville wrote uh, Lower East Side. And we wrote that, like, it was kind of like a, you know, one of those songs where he, he's, um, he's, in a, like, he's in an electronic band. And he said, would you ever consider just, just writing for fun with me? Joey Belleville. Yeah. And, uh, he, and so, is he echoing green? Echoing green. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. just so you know, we're both from New Mexico, so we were going to grill you on this Ooh. in a minute. What? Uh, <laughs> I got to know, dude, red or green? Oh, Christmas. Come on. Christmas. True New Mexican. He said yeah. Christmas, dude. Okay, your family, so, your family. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, in. no. So we, uh, I, li- you know, we listened to Echoing Green all the time on, you know, M8. It was M88 at the time, the radio station. So I heard the name and I was like, wait, is that who he's talking about? Oh, that's dope. Okay, cool, man. So it was one of, again. So you can see why he was like, would you ever consider, you know, just like, you know, would you write to something electronic like this? And I was like, ironically, man, I'm, I, I'm way into that kind of stuff. And and of course, I want to write with a fellow musician, you know, right. that's awesome. It's, it's your, your Joey Belleville. Let's do this. And so he sent it to me. I did it, but we it just sat on my computer for like like a year and a half. And finally, I was like, I was like, hey, you know, um, one second, babe. you want to say hi? I'd love for you to say hi. This is my daughter Nola, Nola Ray. Hi, hi, hi Nola. Nice to meet you. Okay, no, she she's way into music. Are you watching The Greatest Showman? Okay. Oh, there we That's go. It's got a phenomenal soundtrack. I love that too. show. Very soon. Very soon. Um, as I was mentioning prior to us getting on, there will be uh, all rage in just a second here um, with kids. So anyway, yeah, wrote that song with in New Mexico in 2012, just randomly like that, but just sat on my hard drive. But when I started to create this record, I was like, oh, my gosh, I love that song. Like, I love it. So we, uh, Ryan Bernal rewrote it um, in, in, as far as musically to make sure that it sonically sounded like it was on there. I don't want to say re- rearranged. He just kind of right. added the instrumentation we were currently using. And now it's still 
like top five most played song, you know, uh, you know, but that's, uh, that's Joey Belleville. Now, are you two currently into it like right now? No, man. I like, I, I live in, I live in Philadelphia now. Okay. Live in Texas. I'm not, I, I'd prefer to be in New Mexico, but that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. You and me both. I'm definitely retiring in New Mexico when I hit that jackpot. No, I'm just kidding. I, but someday I'm going to have either a second house or I'm going to move. I'm going to figure out a way to get back to New Mexico. So, got a little bit of yeah, land out a, there. Let me know. We'll uh, we'll talk. Yeah. All right, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's that record. I mean, and Ryan Bernal, you know, was was based out of New Mexico and uh, I mean, sorry. He was based out of Nashville with me when I lived up there. And now he lives in Arizona. Right on. Cool. Well, that brings us to to tension. And I feel like tension has taken that sound and just kind of almost refined it. Um, You know, you still have some of the, um, I feel a lot of M83 still coming through on there and some like the big sounds. And it's almost like it's kind of filling the space, but it's not, as you described earlier, like a wall kind of hitting you, it's just kind of, it like makes your brain kind of think that there's so much more to expand into almost with the sound that you're getting from some of those, those synthy sounds. Um, Tell us what was going on with, with tension and how tension came about. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely my favorite record Uh, just because it sounds like, like nothing I've ever done before. I think the uniqueness is what makes it my favorite record. I mean, obviously you know, I love all the ambulance stuff and there's, you know, I have a favorite one. Of them. I'm talking about anchor girl specifically. I love tension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was writing, I, I, I song write for fun, just goofing off a lot. You know, like if somebody's like, Oh, you know, work on my record or help me out with this. It's great. I love it. So I was in contact, you know, somebody, I, I was on a publishing company and they said, man, go over there and write with this up, up and coming producer's name is Chad Carruthers. And so I went over there and we were kind of like working on the song and, and it was, it was working. But it, it clearly got to a point where we were just kind of like, uh, you know, because, I mean, not all songs work out. So we kind of pushed pause on that. And he was like, well, let me work with this guy, Tom, Tommy Iceland, because we're all three working together. And he's like, you know, but have you ever, have, have I ever played kind of this, you know, I write for, you know, he writes for commercials. He writes for, you know, anything, movies. I mean, he's just more of yeah. like a, I'm going to throw a bunch of stuff against the wall. And, uh, you know, and see what sticks. Well, he's like, I heard Drinker and Braille stuff. Let me play this song. And it was, um, uh, you and me. I do uh, no, 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 no. He didn't play me Dangerous. He played me another song on that, Tethered. He played me Tethered, but he played just the music. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this music. I went downstairs on his kitchen table. And 15 minutes later, I came back up and played him Tethered. And, and he was just like, how did you do that? <laughs> I was like, I've never done it. I've never written a song that fast. I have no clue how I just right. did that. But whatever's here, like whatever you're writing, I'm way into. So let's keep doing this. And so, man, it was awesome. Like we just had an instant connection. And so this doesn't sound like postal service, but we definitely did it postal service style, you know, drop mm-hmm. off back and forth. You know, I'd write something, he'd write something. We just, again, it was a co- completely co-written 50-50 record. Um, you know, he added awesome, he added some killer lyric ideas and suggestions. And I had some, you know, uh, music ideas and took, you know, he took it to the next level. I take it to the next level. And it just like was the most seamless 
record in the fact that like I'm sure that the net if if Anchor Umbrella ever puts out another record, like I'm going back with with Chad. Like because it was just I can't explain like how much fun I had, and it was it was effortless. We were laughing like. His his wife had to come up and tell us to be quiet because we were like laughing so hard. And like, and, and it was just you know when when creativity gets fun, you know, because studio is very stressful and very heartbreaking, and because it's like somebody's trying to take your baby away from you, and you're just like, but I wrote that, and no, I'm going to produce it, and I'm going to crush your dreams, but then I'm going to rebuild it, and all this stuff, and it's great. But this is the first one where we were like on cloud nine the entire time. Like, and so this one had a lot, if you go back, you know, it definitely has all those influences we, we've already named, but um, this one felt next level to, to, to yeah. songs for the drive home. It just felt like here, we see what you tried to do and that's great and all, but check this out, you know? And so yeah. we just expanded that. That was kind of my mission for it. And also he and I were, are both greatly influenced by Motown. And so this is a, definitely so many homages on this record just like Stevie Wonder and Nina Simone right. and, and just that entire sound. And if you go back and listen, you'll be like, oh, they stole that entire thing from, you know. And they, to the point where, again, his wife was in there listening to like back through and she's like, you have got to cut this out. Like you guys have, st-, because we were like, we were just blatantly ripping off Motown records. And so <laughs> See, it was, I feel validated because when I was listening to tethered, I'm like, man, there's parts of this where I feel like he's trying to channel like Aaron Neville or something like that. Like, and I was like, no, I don't want to say that. I'm going to sound like an idiot telling, telling this dude, he's trying to channel Aaron Neville, but I feel validated then, man. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. And yeah, you'll go back and listen to lines and just even like, I think it's, um, Oh, three, uh, yep. The, the last song of the record, it's um, three beautiful songs. If you listen right. to even the keyboard line, it's a Stevie Wonder like, dun, 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 dun. But if I get sued, I can't say that. It's just, <laughs> it has to be 15 notes. It was just four. So, you know, but I mean, little things like that we tried to add in, you know, even on Dangerous and, and just, you know, just just how things hit and, and where they went and, and just the, the, the BPMs and everything. We just were just like, dude, let's write an electronic record. If we went, you know, if we were Motown musicians in 2020, what would that sound like? And so that's kind of, that's kind of where we went with that. I love that, man. Um, so where did the name tension come from? Yeah. A couple, couple of different places. You know, I, the, I loved the song eventful horizon in the fact that, it's minor. It just comes, comes in. It's like, and you just kind of feel that, like, again, that come on, resolve, hurry up, hurry up, resolve. And then when it hits the chorus, you feel so lighthearted and then it brings you back into it. And, and so the reason that I love that song and Chad was like, do not put this song on the record. Please don't do it. I hate this. (laughs) And I was just like, trust me, trust me, wait for the end result. And finally, when they, like it went on the record, he was like, I get it. I get it now. It makes so much sense. And, and so that song like has, like, if you listen to it again, there's an uncomfortableness to it. And then, it, and then you feel lighthearted and then it gets uncomfortable and then it gets lighthearted and in kind of building that takes you through this roller coaster. And at the end of it, you're like, why do I hate and love that song so much? Like I just, but I think that that has a lot to do with life itself is like a lot of it. We have to live in attention. 
We have to live into a place where we're not extreme on either end, but we live a life right. balance. Mm. And we just have to, 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 like, it's great to be well into politics, like great, good for you. But at the end of the day, you have to put all that si- aside, no matter what party or where you're at, and just say, hey, like you and I can get along. You know, it doesn't matter the nationality, the color, the creed, the religion, the all, the the political, all that. Like at the end of the day, we just have to live in a healthy tension of saying, I may believe this and you may believe this. But we still got to come together. And so that's that's uh, the name of the record. Tension. Man, I love that. That's awesome. Um, all right. So Colton had a couple things that he wanted to kind of work through as well. So since we are kind of a Christian rock podcast, it's kind of tongue in cheek. It's partially our joke is we're going back and looking, is this music still good? Like, were we just deluded or something? And I mean, it's okay if you didn't listen to our episode on Amberlin, but I would be really embarrassed if you did. Cause I gushed over y'all's albums. It was ridiculous. And so part of, part of my thing was like, you know, I think one of the things we've mentioned is like, there's not, there's not a cohesive Christian music scene in the same way that there was back in the aughts. Um, not, not the same way I feel it's very different, especially a Christian rock scene. It's, it's a lot more nebulous. And I guess, you know, I know you're a pastor now and like, how does that all play together? You know, as far as like the changes within that scene, you being a pastor, you like writing music that, you know, I, I think I remember, and I shouldn't have read the YouTube comments, but one one dude was like, this isn't Christian music. I'm like, he's trying music, bro. Like, wh- what's your problem with this song? And I was like, there's nothing wrong with this. Like, wh- what's your problem? But I, I guess i just curious, what's your thoughts on that transformation of that scene and like where it was and where it is now? And I'm just curious, is there like pr- no longer that same level of pressure where like like bands were getting canceled for like, Oh, you're on a, you're on a major label. Now you're not Christian anymore. I mean, that silliness, which dude, I, I I'm not going to say anything on that any further, but yeah. (laughs) Uh, Man, that's a lot. So I, you know, I don't even know where to begin. Um, You know, I think that, you know, we've had that. We all heard the same, like, Hey, we're not a Christian band, but we're Christians in a band. And I, and for us, it was it went a little beyond that. It was more, you know, a lot of us shared different philosophies in the band, and you would have to ask each individual member their philosophy on God and Jesus to actually get a full roundabout like what was Amberlynn all about. I'm not going to say that for anybody, so you, right. know, you would have to, to 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 call the other four guys. But for me, I was a Christian, and I wrote the lyrics, which was lucky for me, you know. So, <laughs> so that, that's kind of and that included with you know us signing to Tooth and Nail right away gave us the reputation of being Christian, a Christian rock band, which is fine. You know, people we need all of us need boxes. You know, Bob Dylan hated the the label folk rock, and you know, and mm-hmm. Megan and Sarah hate you know girl band and and all that kind of everybody. So, but but humans need boxes to feel in control and comfortable. And so fair enough, you know, whatever people wanted to call us, um, you know, we were we were one of the first bands that obviously, you know, crossed over, quote unquote, into yeah. the general market, you know, along with Striper being one of the first bands to kind of pave the way and get the most hate and MXPX getting a lot of hate. And there was a lot of bands before us, you know, but then us and Switchfoot and people just started to realize in the industry, like, Hey, good music is good music, and you know why the main mainstream want good music? Money. It's that's it's all driven by money. Well, um, yeah. 
So when people just said this isn't Christian rock, or it's just funny because you you can never be enough for anybody. You know, the, the general market right. were too, and the Christians were too. And at some point, you just gotta plow ahead. And haters ha- haters just have to hate. That's their job. That's who they are. That's you know, troll got a troll. That's you know, they gotta live up to their name. So. Um, you know, we just kind of plowed through. We just stopped caring. You know, I I think it was after Cities, you know, the first two records, I read every comment, every review, every listen to anything that said Amberlynn. And it just was, you know, 50 great comments and then one horrific one. And you're just like that one is just going to keep you up all night. And so yeah, yeah. by album three or four, I just stopped. Because it was just like, what's the point? I'm just going to be Amberlynn. I'm just going to be Steven. And that's the best yeah. I can do, you know? Um, you know, even this morning, this, literally this morning, somebody on Twitter was like, you know, hating. And I just said, you know, like, you know, I just had to comment back and just say, hey, listen, like, I just, all I can do is be myself. You know, that's all I've got. And if and if that offends you or you don't like it or you're upset at that, like, I'm just going to keep moving forward. And that's, and that's not just for bands. That's for all of us. We just got to plow forward. Yeah. You know, and just in our own lives, because there are going to be people that just speak hate and contention and just, but you know what, like if you give them, you know, any, just, you cannot give them any space in your brain. You know, there's a, a book called by Warren Weary that said enemies are a luxury. And I just don't have that's I just don't have that much right. time to give these people any type of time. And I know that's a big tangent, so I'm sorry. I'm not sure that's where you were going, but as far as the music as a scene, as a whole, you know, I think in that time, what I'm most proud of, and perhaps this is prior to my day, but I feel like I, I may have been, I could add our name into a kind of a bigger, is that I feel like what we did as along with bands like Me Without You and Further Sings Forever and Julianne Theory and Zayo and Living Sacrifice and all these other bands that came before us is that we opened up the, the, the box as to what is Christian music, you know? And, and perhaps we're a bind, uh, like a little liner note at the bottom compared to like bigger bands that have, have expanded that. But we're somewhere in that mix to say so that now when little Johnny or Susie at the youth group wants to start a band, they don't have to sound like Amy Grant. They don't have to sound like Hillsong. They don't have to sound. They can go, I'm going to do anything I want. I want a yeah. hip hop techno band with a, like with a metal guitarist. Great. Like, let's go, let's go. You know, uh, you Heck want to yeah. a certain way. You want, to, you want to pierce your nose. You want to color your hair. It's all now permissible in what is Christian rock. And so, again, I'm not trying to pat Amberlynn as, as we were the visionaries, the harbingers of everything <laughs> that's good in life. I'm just saying good in music. Um, I'm just saying at least we're somewhat a part of that of saying, oh, this band is playing that bar down the street. Oh, this band is like number one on my local radio station. Oh, this band is on Universal Records. Like, you know, and I don't, and, and, and I see the life that he's living. He's trying to live above reproach. He's, he loves Jesus. Like, I can do that too. And so right. um, it's a tough road, you know, and I, I don't I'd recommend it for the faint of heart. You know, you have to know where you stand with Jesus Christ before right. dipping your foot in any type of band, whether it's Christian or not. Right. Any type of band, find out where you are with Jesus. So um, that's a long answer, and I'm sorry. No, no that's don't apologize. That's, that's awesome. exactly what we were looking for, man. Absolutely. It's killer. Yeah. Um, all right. I know that we got to be mindful of your time. Yeah. Uh, you've got some stuff coming up. So I just want to hit you with like uh, just a few like rapid-fire questions, and then I'm going to turn it over to you to kind of promote whatever you want to promote for as long as you want to promote it. Um, so first question, Trapper Keeper or Five Star? Mmm, trapper. Oh, dang. Trapper keeper. Trapper. All right. Favorite pizza topping? 
Uh, I mean, I have to go with pepperoni because I mean, everything is, right. a, you know, it starts with that and it ends with something else. That's fair. That is fair. Um, favorite navigation app. Um, man, I wish Waze was easier, but Siri just makes it so easy. Like I want Waze to be integrated into my phone and my computer, my car, my watch, everything. But Siri is so easy. Dang it. It is so easy. I feel the same exact way. All right. Dream car uh, in both realms, new and old. Mm. Um, a, a, a 1964 and a half, I believe, is the first year that Mustang came out. So yeah. I would say a black one of those. And I want all original. I don't want the tinted windows. I don't want anything souped up. I just want original. And then, man, I, I, I want a Tesla. But that's not my dream car. I'm just trying to be you know, good as a, as a, you know, for the economy, as well as I don't really like driving. I'd rather, you know, watch a movie while I'm, you know, like, let it, (laughs) (laughs) let it drive for you. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but I think, I think still always, I've always loved Land Rover. So probably just the new Range Rover. Nice. Right on, man. Uh, mine would be an Audi R8 and a 56 Bel Air. Yeah. Like the four doors, the turquoise and white, two-tone, big old white walls. Yep. Oh. But, dude, the A8, oh, my gosh. That thing is loud. It's a wah. <laughs> oh, anyway, that beast. They're, they're monsters, man. They are. One day. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get there. I'm not, One you know, right, One day. <laughs> Oh, so I, I put, so I want the new Ford Bronco, man. Like those things just look like, I don't know how they channeled that old school look into that new school one. Those are cool. And then I, I went with uh, kind of underdog cars for the old school ones, you know, either a Ford Falcon or a Fairlane, just something kind of understandable, wow. really, you know, the loud muscle sound, but without the flashiness. So less likelihood of getting pulled over. So a little bit of a sleeper. <laughs> I love it, man. Um, okay, a couple more rapid fire, and then we'll uh, we'll turn it over to you. Um, what is your guilty pleasure song? Mm. Mine right now is Turn Up on the Weekend by a guy named Branches and a guy named Big Wet. Man. It is so awkward and weird, but it is just the most wild song, and I, I can't help but love it. Dang it. Mine is a song by Tessa Violet called Crush, which just makes me sound like a teenage girl, but I, I absolutely love that song. I don't even care. It's on uh, XM, uh, XM Radio, XMU or something like that all the time. I'm oh, just it? looking through like, yeah, I'm looking through like, oh, well, it's not guilty pleasure, though. It's just pleasure. So... <laughs> <laughs> There is a uh, there is an incredible R and B artist, and man, it's not guilty. I'm sorry. I, I know what you're aiming at. I just I'm not. I, but there's this guy named Child C H I I I L D. Okay, going to be massive. Okay. Matt, you mark my words. Hey, you can go back and see an alternative press. I called Phoenix out years before they came to America. I was like, they're going to be huge. Child is going to be huge. C H I. Anyway, it's just like. It's you're gonna listen to it and be like, oh, he likes baby making music. That's you know, <laughs> and it is. <laughs> oh man, so, that's how I feel about division though. Division's kind of the same way, man. I'm just like, this is good baby making music, man. That's it, child. 
So that actually feeds into my last, uh, well, second to last rapid fire. Um, bands that folks might be sleeping on or artists that folks might be sleeping on. And, and it sounds like Child is, is one of those. Dude, yeah. Yeah, Child is the ultimate one. Um, I still don't think, you know, the war on drugs is not as big as I always thought they would be. You know, I know we've already mentioned them here, but it was just, it's just a bizarre, you know, kind of, I don't know, one of those one of those things. Um, I, I always thought Active Child should have got bigger than they were. I'm trying mm. to um, Have you guys ever heard of a band called 1975? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, one, so one band that I really like, um, and they're not, they're not, they haven't really hit in the States yet. It's called Fresno. I think they're, they're pretty incredible. And then one more, I cannot find it for the life of me. Why? They're called Tuyo, T-U-Y-O, Tuyo, and they're from Brazil, and they are crazy good. I'm going to look them up just because I want to make sure that I get uh, – you're going to be it's, – it's unreal. Their stuff – okay, so they have, they have a, a song called um, – and I, I'm not even going to – I'm just going to – it's just V-I-D-A-L-O-C-A, so Vida Loca. But that doesn't yeah, okay, yeah. Um, but it is crazy. So go listen to Tuyo Budaloco Budaloka, and I think you'll be like, oh, crazy. That that song's okay. that, that song's incredible too. So Tuyo awesome, be bigger. Everyone here heard it here first. Um, and then final rapid fire question. Do you want to be best friends? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> all right. Um Man, it's it's your turn. Uh, whatever you want to promote, whatever you want to kind of just talk about. I just want to talk about my my favorite podcast of all time, Dangers of Christian Rock. <laughs> it's gonna you know like you know support these guys podcast I've ever heard, and I've never heard one, but you know like I know it's gonna. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I just no, I just want to say thanks for the opportunity. It's really cool, you know. You know, keep inspiring people. You know, I I love I love what you guys are doing. It's really cool, and um, yeah, keep. Uh, keep pushing great music. It's, it's awesome. Thank you. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate your time. Um, I actually have one final question. Have you ever considered growing a mustache? <laughs> man, if it could look like yours, I totally would. Like it's mine, mine's thin and weak and I just can't handle like the glory that you have. So you got that tall upper lip and I was just picturing like if you grew a mustache, if we could grow like or start a mustache club, yeah. right? We could be the faces yeah. of a sweet yeah. club. I love beards, but mine's all spotty. Like it's like a great hefty patch right here, and it's like I, I for, it forgot yeah. to like genetically code to, to grow hair That's here. Okay. <laughs> Most of mine is like my uh, kind of hiding the patches in the middle. Yeah. So this is like months worth. That's just like there's spots where it doesn't grow, but you wouldn't know. So you just got. I I tried <laughs> I tried to grow one, and then I had to use like dye, not because like it was gray, but because like it was just like. I got to do something for, you know, like these patches are just killing me. So no, I, got well, I wish I could go for flesh. I just cannot. Well, good for you, man. Appreciate right. that. Well, again, thank you so much. For... I didn't catch that. I'm so sorry. I just said, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you guys. Oh yeah. Thank you so much for being here, man. Thanks again uh, for making the time and we'll be publishing pretty quickly. So I'll shoot you a link when it's up. Yeah. And uh, hit me up after the next Amberlynn record and we'll do it again. Perfect, man. I would love to. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dangers of Christian Rock. Hey, if you want to connect with us, hit us up on social. 
We've got Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at DangerXTNRock. 